0: luck on sunday proudly sponsored by our Basti
1: cruel dubai right here we go then two minutes on each of these i'll start with you dave yates donika o'brien he has officially trained his first winner i mean it wasn't going to take all that long was it and it hasn't and the dominance of the o'brien trio now is going to be quite a force for other trainers to reckon with yes it certainly is
0: reckon with uh, well, they it, might it not is, reckon with it. it. Is, uh, is an interesting way of putting it. I mean, that the, the uh, I, I, I'd, I'd like to search for another word than meteoric uh, for the the rise of Joseph O'Brien during his training career, but really, it's very very difficult to find one. Um, and it's hard to think that Donal O'Brien's career won't uh, follow the same path. Both jockeys, both as jockeys. Uh, you you would see them walking the course looking for the best bits of the track when other riders were in the weighing room they seem to have their old man's attention to detail, uh, which has already served Joseph extremely well. I'm sure it'll do the same for Donica. Uh, I sometimes look at Irish Racing and the dominance of a a small number of yards, both flat and jumps, and wonder whether I would want to be uh, an owner at a lower level.
2: But maybe we'll leave that one for another day. Yeah, I'm an incredible family, aren't they? Um, and they, they they all keep producing winners. It's going to be another winner-producing ma- machine, really. Um, it's obviously got lots of backup with owners and you know his parents, and obviously he'll make a great success of it. And like the others, and Joseph's done incredibly well, isn't he? Off on his own, you know, winners on the flat, hurdles, chasers. They just know what they're doing.
1: It frightens me their composure and how much they can achieve at such a young age. <laughs> it's pretty remarkable.
2: Yeah, They've got a lot of support and a lot of backup and they, they obviously know how to put a plan together. Their fathers obviously taught them well and they, you know, they know how to build a big team around them I think that's the most important thing.
1: Let's talk about Richard Johnson because he's going to make a comeback very soon. Nice piece of Adam in the paper today. Could he be champion jockey again or is Brian Hughes going to have to have a quiet week or two?
2: Of course he could. Um, you know he'll be out there chasing every winner he can all around the country. You only need uh, Brian to have a, you know, little setback or a few days off or things not go quite to plan. It's it's it's, it's going to be hard for him. It's definitely possible. What do you think?
0: Nineteen. Uh, by I, nine. I think it's uh, possible but unlikely. I'm sorry I've yeah. brought my glasses yeah. so I can't. One thirty plays one eleven. <laughs> right. right. 90 for Sam, 89 for Harris Skelton. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be difficult for him. Um, obviously, the Brian Hughes has had a stay of execution over the, the bingo Dolivate business the other day mm-hmm. uh, at Carlisle, where that, that three-day ban has been stayed pending an investigation. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure he can draw on a massive amount of support from... Trainers in trying to make back the leeway. I, I, I suspect it's unlikely. It's certainly possible as you say I mean e- even if both jockeys uh, we, we're, we have in our mindset that both jockeys will ride unhindered uninjured until uh, the, the finale at Sandown. It, it's rarely that simple or it's often not that simple And with Gordon Elliott sending
2: those horses mm. over to Perth and mm. short price favorites You'd have thought that there'd be a ready supply of horses there for him as well to go at. Well, there's a three-day meeting at Perth at the end of April, which could be massive for Richard if um, Gordon supports him there. Um, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, his enthu- Richard's enthusiasm still for the game of I me. Mean, I was just reading the story about him in the paper and on, on his fitness regime and what he puts his body through to get mm-hmm. himself fit. It, it, his enthusiasm for the game still now is is incredible for all the miles and all the rides and everything he's done, and it's good to see. And you know, obviously. Uh, He'll be given everything he can to get that championship back. and I know all about that and he'll be doing his best.
1: And they go on so much longer, these jockeys now yeah. as well. Late Aspels' retirement has meant that Richard Johnson is now the senior man in the weighing room.
0: Okay, let's talk about invades. Now, are you across this? Not, not as, uh, as, as much as I'd like to be. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, we started talking about it... Um, in the green room, and, and then you, you left. So I was, I was hoping that you were going you know to give me some about? details.
3: Oh, the uh, do you mean with the, the students. students?
0: Yes, good. I'm glad you're here. So, <laughs> Invades
1: is a company that's been set up uh, by a guy called Dominic Matcham, who is a Loughborough University alumnus, uh, and it is a, a designed uh, to be a one stop shop to get students to the race courses. What's not to like about that, you might ask, but some of their literature has caused a, a few raised eyebrows this week because it's essentially. Uh, a load of students on the lash at the race course and needless to say people have got a bit well is that what we want is it really mm. going to engage them in the experience what do you think as uh, the youngest and clearly most on finger on the pulse person round this uh, around this table
3: the more people we can get the better if we can educate them and get them involved actually in the racing side of it as opposed to in the drinking beer tent that would be great if they do just go and drink and don't get too rowdy that's fine but we want what we want to do is get them on course and educate them and get them actually interested in going racing for the racing mm. we don't want them to just sort of go there for the party time but i mean racing should be enjoyable we want them to enjoy themselves but it'd be nice if they got an interest from that first time they go and then they'll keep coming back and then they'll grow old with the sport
1: i mean there's quite a bit of pr guff about mm. total immersive sensory experiences and all that kind of stuff actually just let us make it easy to take you to a really good sporting yeah. event and i like the kind of one you know don't have to do anything you know to no. will you pay us one ticket price and we'll get you your beer and your entrance yeah. price
0: etc to make it easy for people
3: simple then they're more likely to actually engage and get involved because if you make it difficult then like you said they're not going to be as interested
0: it's something that ireland seems to do much more effectively than the UK does, mm. from from what I can getting see student, over the Getting last, students yeah, at the stores. student, student yeah. race days seem to be very popular there. Um, I, I think, also with this thing of being on the lash, I think there's a sort of sepia-tinted idea uh, to this as well, that maybe 30 or 40 years ago, people went to the races and stood by the paddock <laughs> making notes <laughs> on the confirmation of the horses. You know, let's face it, before all-day drinking, people used to go to the race course and drink, all sorts of activities uh, which we couldn't mention before the nine o'clock watershed uh, used to go on, on a race course. And so, you know, I, I think we shouldn't be too snooty, but obviously it, it has to be ordered. A lot of bookmakers have expressed to me the fear that sometimes on a Saturday that leery uh, groups of lads can be a bit frightening when, when there's a, 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 a pause to a payout mm. or some sort of complication with the result. Let's talk about Native River and the impact that
1: him not being in the Gold Cup will have. Do you see it as markedly changing the
2: shape of the race, Paul? Obviously it's sad that he's gone wrong and it just shows that we're all on a knife edge with these horses, you know, when they're at the high end and keep right on the edge training them really. Yeah, obviously he's had problems before, he had his run at Newbrin, and then obviously he's picked up an injury and... You know, he's not. He, he's not. He won't be the last one. But mm. it's sad when he's out. But from a race point of view, it will possibly change it because, you know, he obviously he's. You know exactly what he's going to do if he'd run with a blink or jump out and go flat out and go mm. not every post a winning post. So the race might not be quite the same with him. Obviously not in it because something else will be mm. making the running. But whether there's one that wants to be as forward going as him and make it such a stamina test. Um, it will definitely change the race, and um, yeah, there' be something but I was looking down through thinking, well, I wonder what'll make the running now, or I don't think there's anything that's going to be quite as forward going as him anyway. I'd have thought Bristol De May yeah. would be up there yeah. and I'd have thought Santini won't be too far off the pace
1: given he looks a very strong stare.
2: Yeah, they will, but they probably would have liked him to be in the race, you know, towing them along going a million miles an hour and giving them a lead. They'll have to do their own run from my point of view. In a lot of ways, it might suit better and there might not be quite such a frenetic pace and it might not be quite such an emphasis on stamina. So it would definitely change the picture of the race. Do you, I mean, can you envisage your horse, Calando's being ridden differently to how he was last year? Oh, definitely. We'll we'll just, with a little bit more, like we did in the King George, I think you can, he's got enough um, pace, you can ride him where you like, slot him in. We were always doing a little bit too much last year. We were always, you know, trying a little bit too hard, if you mm. know, what. if you watch the race, he was always on the front end. The winner had the most perfect ride, dropped in and let them get on with it and followed him into the race, and that's probably what we like to do this time. It's a shame, in a sense, because, again, it's another one of these horses who's yeah. just beginning to capture... Yeah
1: the imagination, even though he's been around forever, and out he goes. So fingers crossed for a speedy
2: recovery for Native River. Now, what news on surname? Yeah, he's very well, actually. He, he obviously he's very lucky. He's come out of the race. He's had a week on the Walker, which we said we do. Um, I actually noticed on Friday morning, he was going around there bucking and squealing and feeling well, and they were all having a bit of fun. And that's a great sign. Um, obviously, it was a frightening moment for everybody. But as yeah. I was trying to explain to you, the reason he was down for so long uh, once I got there to him immediately realized uh, he was 99% sure that he was winded obviously you, you, everyone knows what it's like to be winded it's not a nice situation and the vets are brilliant now There's, whereas before the horses you'd give them a bit of time encourage them to get up and Nowadays they leave them on the floor as long as and give them oxygen. Well, so, that's worth knowing. I didn't yeah. know that. So he was there again, lots of oxygen, obviously enjoying it. In the, in the fact that they, you <laughs> yeah. know, you imagine having lots of oxygen, yeah. you're tired and just get some time to relax. Mm-hmm. And the more time you give them like that, the minute they get up, they lucky, they got up and walk away. The only thing is we can't. I'd love to be able to come from behind those screens and wave to everyone and said thumbs up. He's fine, but. It was a long time, but the vet, there's that process to go through, and now so immediately he's having care straight away. The oxygen is brilliant, helps him recover. When he gets up, he was fine. And you know, the vets did a brilliant job, but there is that element of time now where they give the horses more time to recover, which is good. And um, he's come out of it fine. Um, we we, we are, I, I felt I, there's something been missing a little bit, and I think with him, the season hasn't gone to plan circumstances with the King George and when they say, we're going to have a bone scan this week. just We just want to check there's nothing wrong or anything troubling him. If that's okay, then we'll make a decision, John, on whether we look at something later on in the season because as of right now he's 100%. So it's not impossible he could run again this year. It's not impossible if we're happy with everything we don't come up with anything that's troubling him. Well that's good news. And and in terms of
1: the way, way this was handled, clearly again it was very impactful on people, the horse lying for a while, but it's important people know what, what happens now, yeah.
3: isn't it? 100% it's education, educating them that there are multiple vets yeah. there and actually doing what they know how to do best and getting them back on their feet.
1: And, Give them time. And, yeah. and I think you've got, we've got to be very careful not to not to get ahead of ourselves and call a, a, a catastrophe mm-hmm. or a disaster no. and, until we absolutely know where we're at, factually. Quite right. um, is that fair enough? Yeah, quite right. Silius um, Emery, Well, everyone wants to have a pop at the Champion Earl, why not, frankly? Um, this is the horse that Willie Mullins has gone from chasing to hurdling with, and he was impressive when he beat Durasso the other day. Yes, no, maybe. You fancy
0: it? Uh, n- personally, no, but uh, I can understand why uh, they're, they're putting the horse in. I mean, I think that, well, his hurdles form top level uh, winner as a novice, then a couple of starts uh, in his second season, then an absence, and, and is, I think three from four over fences before uh, the fall. Uh, at uh, the Dublin Racing Festival, and then a, a win in the yeah. uh, the Red Mills Trial Hurdle at Gorham Park. So he, he certainly needs to improve. I, I'd be personally, I, I think that he should be a double figure price on on what he's done thus far. But it just illustrates. There are a few uh, news lines that came out of Willie Mullins' press day uh, earlier this week, and it just illustrates again what an open uh, race the champion hurdle seems to be. It, it's, it's one whereby there isn't uh, a horse who sets a frightening standard where other uh, trainers and connections are thinking well we, we might as well we might as well have a go. Um, Willie Mullins said uh, we, we just think he's got a better chance of being placed in a champion hurdle than in a champion chase and when you look at the quality of the champion chase that's a uh, that's a hard view to argue with. Fair enough I think.
1: Don't yeah. you? I
2: mean if you if you had something you really thought fit the bill, you would put the horse in there, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And you can see why they've done it. He ran and won well the other day. Very open race as we said earlier. Um, yeah, you can see why. But you haven't, so there's no temptation to put Pic Dory in or Caldestan no. or No, I, I i never thought before the entry shut that they would champion hurdle horses really. Kaldestan's obviously a good horse, but I think they go too quick for him around that track he's got his own targets. And Pictory, he's had two hard races, I think Aintree two and a half miles in the spring are suiting well. So we're not going to try <coughs> and put any square pegs in round holes as far as the your horses are concerned, but Silius
1: Emery may well go for the champion hurdle. Now let's talk about this. This is the, oh my god, 131 pages of the uh, Life Well Lived, the Horse Welfare Board's document. We'll be talking to Barry Johnson and Brant Dunshay very shortly. And we've heard Paul's views on this earlier in the programme, and Dave is going to join us at the end. Uh, Rosie, you've showcased your relationship with your horse, which is something that's being advocated very strongly in the in the pages of this document Do you think the sport was at a point where it needed to be on the front foot and to, to advocate better?
3: I mean, yeah We need to continue educating people and showing them that we are always at the top of of anything You know our horses are everyone's horses in the sport are so well cared for you know as Paul said earlier we are looking after them to a degree that, you know, other domesticated animals don't have. They're just, they're kings and queens in their own rights, you know. Uh, I mean, Bean, for example, is treated exactly the same as ropey Guest are, you know, our group horse. <laughs> it's, you know, they are loved and cared for to a level that's, As it should be, I think, and you know they're very, very well looked after.
1: But it's significant—a new strategic plan for the welfare of horses bred for racing—and that's the key, Mm. isn't it, David? It's not simply the horses that you see as numbers and names on a race card every day. It is the fact that every horse that is foaled, Mm. the the industry as a
0: whole, uh, needs to take responsibility for. Yes, and I think that is, uh, to me, to me, that was probably the most interesting or, or the most significant bit of the. Uh, of the report a, a lot of the other stuff i thought well that's being done anyway and, and as i said we you know mentioned the the you know dawn of a new era or bright new dawn whatever i, I think that standards are already incredibly high but uh, one thing that that i think is uh, interesting and for, for a person who has owned greyhounds oh. one of the most difficult aspects of that industry is what happens to the greyhounds after they've run because they often retire at four they they usually live to sort of 10 to 12, 13 and what happens and and, and tracing horses through what happens after their career I I think is something that uh, we we do need to communicate how that is done and how the horses looked after. And we will be talking to Barry Johnson and Brent Dunshay
1: about this between now and the end of the programme, and Dave will rejoin us at the end of the programme. Those were this week's talking points.
0: Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Basti Cruel Dubai.